Welcome back to the Two Guys Named Chris show. At this time every week, we talk with Lisa Lanier. She's our official attorney of this program, and she joins us for Lawyer Up. She goes inside three legal cases. Today we have an email from a P1 that is very interesting to me, and we thought we'd throw in this Joe Biden question about what happens at the Democratic Convention. She may not know. She's a lawyer. This uh, is constitutional, this, or this, not even that, really. Yeah, this it's would be politics. party politics. And Lisa, hello, and how are you? I'm fantastic. Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. Very well. Do you know if this Joe Biden sexual assault allegation turns into something where he winds up having to uh, go ahead and step down from being the nominee for the Democrats, what happens at the convention? Or does Bernie Sanders take over as the, as the presumptive nominee? Or do they just nominate people out of the blue? How does it work? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I'm not sure if there's a you know, written policy for what happens if the winner of the, you know, because he's got the most votes right yeah, now, of yeah. delegates. And I don't know if that person steps down, if it automatically goes to the person with the second highest number of delegates. There may be even a situation where they would, the party would regroup and even formulate, you know, some kind of ruling on it because it's never happened before, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, this is right. I mean, at least it's been hundreds of years. There's probably some protocol yeah. to it, but uh, we're thinking the parties make up their own rules, right? Yeah, they do because remember last yeah. time they had those super delegates, mm-hmm. and that's why Hillary Clinton. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not. There's no rules. Bernie Sanders supporters were real mad about how they did it last time. They've changed it a little bit for this time, and yeah. of course, uh, we thought Joe Biden was just going to cruise in, but now this has come up. Uh, I, I think Bernie Sanders would feel snake bit again if yeah. this were to happen, and I also think that Democrats would love nothing more than to nominate Andrew Cuomo if there's any way to do it. Lisa, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think he certainly is, uh, you know, he's very popular right now. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's very well-spoken and makes people, apparently, uh, they say that his his numbers are huge for really make, making people feel like there's somebody in charge mm-hmm. that really knows what they're doing and cared for and, you know, exactly. thoughtful and all that good stuff. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I'll keep you updated. Let's go next, though. <laughs> you? Yeah, I'm going to be the point. about it this morning. I'm going to be the point man on this. <laughs> you were asking us questions. <laughs> I'm going to take point on this. You only heard about it because of the World in 60 that I made. <laughs> I've decided to take lead on this. Lisa, I've been drinking. Let me just be honest with you. He's a drunk. Lot. He's drunk. <laughs> I don't know about you, Lisa, but I've taken this quarantine as a, 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 an opportunity to have a few beers on the deck every night. This is just my thing. Every you know? Every single night I'm out there. The weather's been yeah. good. It's just I'm doing a lot more drinking. Is that going on around your house? It is, and I think it's everywhere. I saw this uh, statistic this week that said that alcohol sales have surged up 40%, which yes, is huge. It I mean, is. You just don't see that. But yeah, I think everybody's just... Uh, having a having a whole nightcap that didn't used to. Yeah, time. I mm-hmm. never buy beer, and I and now I do, and I have to say. This has been the right decision in every possible way. <laughs> no, why you ever got the mad old, at me? The classic 3 p.m. nightcap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I go to bed early. <laughs> something early. Yeah, well. A question, and this is all about quarantine here and pandemic. A P1 says, my fiance and I are supposed to get married at a venue on June 27th. We are 60 days away from the marriage, and I'm being told they will not refund us. They would only postpone or reschedule us. We don't expect that we will be able to do the wedding with everyone there that we invited. We aren't even in phase one of the reopening here. We're in North Carolina. And there is no act of God in the contract. It states no refunds. We've paid half the price, which is a bit over $3,000. And at this point, I would rather just cancel the wedding and do something small at home. Otherwise, we're going to be waiting until the last second to even know if we can have the wedding. Is there any leg to stand on to get our money back? That's what they're saying here. Because of 
I mean, this is so out of left field for everybody. Of course, who would have expected this? Can they get their money back? He wanted me to ask you, Lisa Lanier. What do you think? I think it's unlikely that uh, he'll be able to get his money back because mm. the contract already – the contract, like what the, he's talking about about the force majeure or the act of God clause is an allocation of risk provision. There's also doctrines in North Carolina of impossibility, impracticability, and frustration of purpose, which come into play to allocate the risk of loss if for some reason the contract isn't performed. But this contract, because it so explicitly says no refunds no matter what, it already allocates the risk of loss on the buyer. Mm -hmm. And so it's unlikely that anyone would, and you certainly aren't going to see anybody read the force majeure clause into that contract. That just doesn't happen in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we don't know yet. You know, one one little caveat, we don't know yet what the courts are going to do if they're going to say that impossibility is is somehow voiding some of these contract provisions. But if you look at, at history, it's it's unlikely. So I think the best thing for people to do in situations like this, and I, I'm getting calls from a lot of people about a lot of different situations similar to this, is to try to work something out with the seller, with the vendor. You know, maybe have a small wedding, like you said, have a small wedding now because you want to go ahead and do it, and then have a celebration of the marriage later when mm-hmm. you can do it. Yeah, that seems smart to me. Yes, but it's still two parties. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you're going to have to have, you have to pay. That's right. And, uh, you know, this is similar to what you told us about the gyms the other day. Some gyms are still charging even though they're closed. And you said call the owner or try to get in touch with the owner of the gym and say, we've got to work something out here. I can't pay it. I just heard a lot of people can't pay their mortgage. Oh, sure. I mean, t- you know, of course. Yeah. And then they're saying, look, I can't pay this right now. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing I can do. It's a bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Son, give me a beer. Bad situation. Have, but, a, have a beer on the porch. It'll make it all better. Well, it, it couldn't hurt. So far, it's really helped. <laughs> it made it worse. I can't tell you what a better... Uh, the, the mood I'm in at 8.30 at night versus the mood I'm in at 8.30 in the morning is totally After you've different. had all day totally to stew. Totally different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like the COVID, man. You go up until about 3 p.m. And you flatten the curve. And you flatten, flatten the and then you come down. That's right. All day, I think about what each of you have done to wrong me. <laughs> the money you've lost. You think about finances. That's right. Think about finances and all the money I've lost and the stock market going haywire. All right. And then about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I start cracking Modelo's. <sighs> <laughs> and it all comes into focus. It's much, much better. Yeah, you understand a lot more that way, don't you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then I really can be point man on this thing. I should be standing up there with Trump and Fauci and those guys by about 8 o'clock at night. Well, now, they're running out of people, so you may be yeah, next. I, I might be. They may call me. Now, there is also a story. This involves coronavirus as well. I've seen this lady. The uh, Salon a la mode is... Is a, uh, is a hair salon in Dallas. And the owner said, we're staying open. We are staying open. There's nothing she you never can do. She never closed? She never closed. And she said, I'm not closing. She made a point of saying, I will not close. And kept cutting hair and everything. But now the district attorney has got a temporary restraining order against her for violating city, county, and state orders. When I saw her on there, Lisa, I, on the TV, I thought, well, how can she get away with this? What are What's happening to people when they say, my employees have to work, so we're violating the orders knowingly? What, what happens to these folks? Well, she's uh, so she's already, if she violates this temporary restraining order, because I think it was just issued, and her next day that she would be open would be next Wednesday. So mm. when she opens on Wednesday, she's going to be in violation of this TRO, and she can face contempt charges from the court. She may also be putting her business license or her certificate of occupancy in danger because then when she starts to pile on these, because she could actually even be arrested because this is actually a criminal TRO. It's not a civil TRO yeah. because she has violated, you know, these 
city and state stay-at-home orders. So she's got multiple violations here. So she she could be in some trouble. It's interesting, you know, she has um, the the reason that they went after her was so many people called to complain about her. They received, uh, you know, I think the city of Dallas received over 500 complaints, a lot of which they, I think they said some like 12% were about her salon. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are upset that she's continuing to, to do this. And then she does have her, she has her supporters, you know, and oh, so yes. it'll be interesting because there's, you know, there's a lot of politics involved here and it'll be interesting to see how far they, they push it with what they can do to her. But yeah, she's, she's being pretty brazen about it. I mean, she ripped up the uh, petition, the um, citation that she was given. She went to one of these protests, you know, at the Capitol and I saw she her. was uh, mm. on camera ripping up her citation and stuff. She'd be pretty, pretty oh, I bold saw that. about it. And, and uh, to me, the biggest thing they could do to her is take her license. Then she loses her salon. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, who, yeah. who knows how long that license will be gone. I could not believe she was risking that. I thought, what are you doing? I mean, she yeah. became the face of it on, I saw her on multiple networks. I was like, why are you doing yeah, this? You lose her business for two, two and a half months or, or lose your license yeah. for a year or two. Right. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. Let me ask you this: under the, under the state, uh, under the phasing of the Texas uh, order, she'll be able to reopen on the twelfth of May. That's you know eleven days. I yeah. mean, come on. She, yeah, she she took it too far. Not worth it. I see. Yeah. You mentioned these protests. I saw some armed people inside the uh, Capitol at Michigan, and it was they were armed. Yeah, they had uh, disturbing rifles. video. Yes, it the was images disturbing. are pretty disturbing. Or automatic weapons. Yes. That was my question. Can they you should have shot them? They should. They should have shot them. Yeah. Well, are you? But can you take automatic weapons into the state no. house? No. Of no. course no. no. Why are they? Were they? Not, were they arrested? What happened? I. You know, I haven't seen. I think they were arrested. But my goodness, I mean, that's it's really scary. No, I when I saw that, I was like, well, this is more than a protest. You've got your arm. Yeah. You, you can't. Plus, do they that. have masks on, which you're supposed to have. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you don't, right. You don't know how to work these that's things. A good now. point. That's a good. I mean, I saw them when I say I said armed. They are armed. Armed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, strapped down on their across their shoulders. It's mostly the Modelo talking yeah. here, but that was mm-hmm. I was. Uh, yeah. You know well, how frightened. No, and you know, and and if you think, I mean, and this is where civil rights people say this all the time. Like you see these uh, people that. Uh, uh, that do the, the militia movement folks that have taken hostages and stuff, and they they don't they don't face the same kind of immediate criminal action for whatever reason that other folks do. Because you know, I mean, I, I read a commentator last night said if these guys that marched into the Capitol there in Michigan were African American, they'd have shot the hell out of them. You know, yeah, but it's true. But it was about, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Likely, you you know how I feel. The public about, response would have been very different. Lisa invited mm-hmm. me to shoot yeah. with her once at a range. And uh, I can't even go out there. So you know, when I saw this, yeah. th- when I saw this uh, on TV, you know mm-hmm. what I did? Puckered immediately, mm-hmm. immediate pucker. <laughs> and then I just had to have. Well, a... right there on the glass door of the courthouse. Usually, yeah. <laughs> no weapons allowed. I had my son. Yeah, exactly. I said I need another Modelo on this one, son. And just yeah. did it. Now, a great story here from a woman named. Interesting, I should say. Kristen Vaughn is a woman's name. She works at a uh, Honda dealership and is a really good mechanic, according to everybody who knows her, including her bosses at one time, anyway. And she has been fired from her job because she worked uh, on an amateur porn website outside of work entirely. The website is called OnlyFans.com. I was on it yesterday doing a little <laughs> research, <laughs> some field research, a little research, <laughs> a little research on this. And it indeed is uh, commonly used for adult material. Well, it turns out word got around at the, uh, at the car dealership that she was working for OnlyFans.com. And the guys saw it. The guys that work with her saw it, reported it to the bosses, and now she's been fired. And she says, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing this on my own time, and these guys see it, 
And if they had watched porn on their own time, I would not have gotten in trouble. And if they had done it anywhere else, I wouldn't have gotten in trouble. It wouldn't happen. So she's really upset. What are your thoughts on this, Lisa? This is a pretty in-depth story, and she's been fired. Do you think she should get her job back? It was a pretty long story, and you probably didn't read all the way down to the bottom, did you? Read the first half a page. <laughs> then he got off into research. He clicked world. over <laughs> into the website. I clicked over on that only fans, and I figured you'd finish it up for me. Then you went on a boondoggle. That's what I did. Yeah, then you, you go down that rabbit hole. There's no coming out for at least 30 minutes. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. I figured Lisa would clean this up for us. What are your I thoughts? I'm going to clean it right up for you. Please. So this was, no. It was interesting. So one of the guys that works in the same dealership, had also appeared mm. with his girlfriend on this amateur porn site, and he was not terminated. And That's so right. therein lies their problem. Mm-hmm. They, uh, a business can absolutely terminate you. They can have, you know, they can decide they don't like something you're doing in your spare time. Porn being one of those, that's absolutely fine. But they cannot apply that policy differently to men versus women. So they're going to have some issues with that. That's where that's where they run afoul. Their policy is being applied in a gender discriminatory fashion because they didn't take any action against the man when they found out he was in the porn. So, so, that's so she's going to win, and did she get, just get her job back, or is she going to win like uh, a settlement. settlement from them? Yeah, she'll, she'll get a settlement. She'll get some back pay. She'll probably get some attorney fees and that sort of thing. Cause, and it, it was a pretty bad situation. I mean, she was. I don't think she was the brightest in terms of the way she handled being on this porn site because she put it on her Instagram account, and people started – you know, and she sort of then acted surprised that people at work were laughing and, you know, doing whatever. But it really created a frenzy at work. And but where the employer also kind of let it, I think, get out of hand was uh, they were really harassing her, like grabbing her butt and stuff like that. Which right. you shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't and that allow. sounds like the sexiest body shop in the country. I'll tell you, she, everybody's and, on the yeah. porn site. Well, that was the thing. She yeah. she kept getting sexually harassed, grabbing on the butt. And when she yeah. went to report it, they were like, oh, you shouldn't have been on this porn site. That's why right. those they guys, punished are, her. they right. punished her for it, which wasn't right. I was, um, yeah, but the big problem, I mean, certainly there are businesses that don't, you know, that don't want you to be in porn and think it's bad because they actually were using her face and her image, and they were putting her in videos a lot because apparently she's an attractive woman, very, uh, very good mechanic. And so they were having her shoot all these videos that they were using in their promotional material. Mm, yeah. And it's okay for them to say, you know, this is going to tarnish our image if you're in porn, mm-hmm. but they can't apply that differently. And so I think they are going to be in some trouble. Performance. Performance? Yes. Well, I thought it was excellent, but I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> were, you wa- were you watching your change the oil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a lube job. <laughs> rotate the tires. She can rotate my tires any day. What's her name? <laughs> I've seen her in another video. Dave needs to follow somebody new on Insta. Yeah, Dave, get on Instagram. Yeah, she's on there. Yeah, she is. She was showing it off on Instagram. Spell it. Her name is Kristen Vaughn. Kristen she's, with a K. Yes. She's 24. Yeah. Man, I hate to re- I hate to replace Daryl, but there might be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you go where the work's good. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Lisa, here's a story that hits close to home for me because I shop at at least three of these places. Costco, Trader Joe's, and Walmart have all been accused of price gouging and marking up the price of eggs during this pandemic and quarantine. Bloomberg reported this the other day, and they are being sued. There's a class action lawsuit against all of them, Costco in particular, really gouging on the price of eggs, but they've denied all this. What happens in a situation like this? We've already talked about price gouging where, of course, it's not legal, especially at this time. What will Costco, Walmart, and Trader Joe's say? What are your thoughts on this? Well, this was a little bit different than uh, the price gouging that uh, Amazon, I think, was accused of the other day. Yep. Um, this is actually 
where the price of eggs, and this is, I mean, it factually has tripled. The price of eggs it tripled since March. So that's kind of crazy. And the, and California, like a lot of states, has this, this uh, it's like consumer protection legislation that says, hey, you can't increase prices more than 10% after a state of emergency has been issued. But what Costco and Trader Joe's and all these stores are saying is, look, the egg supplier did this to us. So mm-hmm. apparently the real, the person really jacking up these prices is the egg supplier. And so they're then just passing that price increase on to the consumer. So that may end up being who the real culprit is here, according to, at least according to these stores. Yeah, Costco was up in arms because they said we had to charge more for these eggs yeah. because of what you just said. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get my eggs. That's my, that's my spot. So yeah. I, you know, have you noticed the price going up like that? You know, I, I didn't really notice that. So, I mean, maybe it's just in other states, you know, because I'm not in California. And yeah. Certainly, you know, that's where this originates. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really noticed. I get eggs at Costco, too, that big, giant yeah. like flat of them. That's what we do. You can buy them. Like, flat of eggs? Yeah, you can get them 36 at a time or more. Yeah. It's organic? Like, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, you can get organic. Yeah, Organic, yeah, you can get organic. I know they're organic, too, because they all look different. It's like one's a little bit, you know, I get a brown, and one's a little bit brown. One's got spots on it and stuff like that. It's a pretty good egg. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit here and chill mm-hmm. for Costco. It's a pretty good egg. <laughs> What are you putting eggs in? My mouth. (laughs) (laughs) My boy said he could eat 50 eggs. He could eat 50 eggs. (laughs) And my children. (laughs) Get in now. That's Lisa Lanier. That's Lawyer Up. Great segment as always. Wonderfully done. She's inside at least three legal cases. By the way, if you have questions, like we had that email uh, earlier about his wedding, don't hesitate. Just email us. We'll pass them right on to Lisa. Appreciate it as always. Have a great weekend. You too. Have a great weekend. Bye. Well, there she goes. You can get her at LanierLawGroup.com or HireAHeavyweight.com. The sound of Sister Christian means it's time to play Put Up or Shut Up Rock and Roll Trivia, a bizarro game here on a Friday. You play against me, Chris Kelly, not against Chris Dim. Some money for you today. $35. Doubles on Fridays, though, so uh, $70 is what we're playing for. Lisa herself doubles that cash on Fridays. 866-470-2GNC is the phone number if you want to call us. That's the Improvement Store phone line. You call us right now. Caller number 14 is a player. At the Improvement Store, you can get a new roof, deck, fence, driveway, patio. Siding or gutter starting at just $39 a month. Theimprovementstore.com. Good luck playing next. Two Guys Named Chris Show.